to hear there we go that's much better all yeah. right how's the audio on your side like I, I think it yeah i'm i'm hearing you like yeah through this which yeah. is wild um yeah so yeah no it's, it's that's quality. that's Good the hardware. that's the important thing well yeah. it's because um when you're recording otherwise you don't you don't hear how loud your voice is right like if you like yeah. if i was to take my headphones off right now yeah it would sound differently mm-hmm. and it wouldn't give like a good modulation. This is essentially helps people not talk over each other on yeah. podcasts. So, okay. Do you have much of a background in podcast or audio production? No, this is the first time I've done this. I mean, you've got a cool setup, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank audio you. season two. Season two. Yeah. This is episode. Fuck. Uh, this is episode four. Hell yeah. Season two. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've been creating a bit of a backlog. I'm actually recording episode five in two days. I'm yeah. just, uh, cause I, what I want to do is, uh, a little bit behind the scenes here. I'm trying to do it so that I can have like one week off a month. Oh yeah, of course. Where I just don't have to even worry about it. Yeah. Or say I have like a, uh, like this is this is a, we 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 read a twelve issue series, but sometimes I've read like twenty two. Um, the one I did that was a crossover with Reese uh, Hendricks' uh, mm-hmm. uh, podcast, uh, Science Actual. That one was like thirty two issues. Yeah. So, Jeez. sometimes it's nice to have a little extra. Yeah, I thought this was a modestly like it, it's not too much. It's not like a little bit, maybe a couple hours of your time. But I didn't want to swamp you. No, it's not bad, and I, I um. I read most of this, so uh, just just so everybody knows, <laughs> my guest today is Kenny Tam. Hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you again for having me. I'm very excited about this podcast. I'm a big... I'm more of a manga fan, frankly. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm getting more into Western comic books. I just yeah. read uh, Batman Year One. Classic. Oh, great. Great book. Classic. Oh, my gosh. Um, so good. But this is one of the uh, all-star Supermans, an early one for me from high school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some early, uh, like, well, this came out like 2001 originally. I yeah, think. no, it's so. old. But no, what what happened when I was in high school? Uh, there was a guy yeah. named John Cooker, and he, uh, I don't know how, we were at the last like five minutes of our history class, and he managed to start talking about how like Spider Man's cooler than Superman. Superman's such <laughs> a dumb superhero. He's too yeah. strong. His villains are dumb. And I'm, and like my teacher was just like. Okay, if anyone wants to debate John about this, yeah. speak up now. But we were like two minutes from the bell. I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had so much in my head prepared. I never got to talk about it. This is the time to talk about it. Yes. Well, I've been is... waiting like 12 years. <laughs> this is also the the book that a lot of people say, if you don't like Superman, read this book. Yeah. I think you do need some precursory knowledge of Superman to like kind of wrap her. Like you need to know yeah. he's Clark Kent. He works yeah. at a newspaper. His he grew up on a farm. Some other stuff. Um, I feel like all you need to have done though is watch like one of the Christopher Reeves movies or something like that. Yo, I or, I haven't seen like the new Superman. Have you seen like Batman versus Superman? Or, I did. Yeah, I've watched all that? the. Uh, flawed but yeah. i actually like it more like a lot of people don't like them i think the thing is that they're more dark like yeah. like man is still is more of a it's it's Zack snyder doing his thing so right. it's like i did have some like flashbacks to like early episodes of smallville when like they yeah did, like, yeah when i was watching they have like 
because they had um oh, god damn it i forgot his name um fucking uh dancing with wolves i forget i always forget his name. <laughs> um dancing with wolves and that that terrible movie about uh white herb um that's that's all i can that's his name i'm horrible with names his kevin costner kevin yeah. costner played uh jonathan kent yeah in the movie and they definitely like i had some like flashbacks to like smallville with those scenes yeah um Higher production values than Smallville for oh, those yeah. few scenes, but still. I mean, Smallville was like, it, it accomplished a lot for how little effects it used, because it was yeah. it was more like a grounded, like, high school, uh, mm-hmm. I'm an awkward teenager, but I'm also the it was, strongest it was, man. It was Dawson's Creek with superpowers, You're basically. right. I mean, I'm for it. <laughs> I enjoyed that show. Um, it was good. It, the last... Hmm. My problem with Smallville was season eight... Yeah. Was the first season after uh, the original two creators left. Yeah. Uh, Miles Miller and something Goff. I forgot the other, his, his first name. But um, hmm. they left and the the new showrunners didn't seem to have a good idea how to bu- how to like budget or like argue for a good better budget. Yeah. Because they started doing these really like super ambitious storylines mm-hmm. without the budget to show them. And yeah. it looked really rough. Like they had this one street set that they reused for everything, and it's oh. like <laughs> people will notice. <laughs> it was it was really noticeable. Yeah, and this was supposed to be like a main street. Like this, it was like the best way to describe it. Mm. It was like using uh, like Mississippi Avenue in Portland <laughs> just for everything. to show off a main street in Portland. Yeah, like. Like to be like I'm trying to think of like one of the the more big like pow, like Burnside yeah. or something like it was like, or 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 wherever but like it was not a good example though because right. it was this smalls they had this street set which half the time it was the worst part about it it wasn't very vertical yeah. vert, vertical vertical like it wasn't very high yeah. so it was these really sm- short buildings comparatively for a city that's supposed to be a metropolis of all things. Right. And they would do those things where they had these like, they would record, they would go to other cities and do aerial views, mm-hmm. you know, to make it look more like, oh, this is a city. Yeah. And every once in a while they would CG in the city behind it. But like uh, more often yeah. than not, it just, it looked bad. It it did not, it did not work well. And then the worst part is like, they, there's a scene, um, in the either the last season or the second to last season, they started introducing this storyline with the Speedy. Now it was it was interesting because Speedy, Speedy. I uh, remember the episode where they had the Flash, but they have well, a different so, guy. So yeah. no, no, Speedy is the Green Arrows. Uh, so they had the Green Arrow on that show. Oh, okay, I missed that. You, yeah. I would I would recommend having the mic oh, a little sorry. closer. Yeah. yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> it's easy to to, gotcha. to forget. Um, the my my recommendation with people is just put it like right in your chin. Okay, like I can do that. Yeah, yeah. See that right there. Oh, okay, great audio right there. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, very clear. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot easier when I edit because I I love if if you talk louder or I talk louder. Yeah, I, I level it out during the editing. Oh, process, I appreciate so. that. Okay, I'll try yeah. to make. The, I'll we're we're glued on now. We're okay, glued. Yeah, 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 yeah. I should I should just like put Velcro on people's faces. Yo, and then just put it on that, and then we're like, you're stuck now. <laughs> what you're gonna do if you're gonna get a little couple of Velcro snaps every single time yeah. someone adjusts even a little bit. <laughs> 
Nope, they're stuck with one spot. Um, That's there it. There you go. That's it. Um, yeah. But, um, but so, Speedy. So, Speedy. It was really funny, though, to me, because during the 90s or early 2000s, late 90s, something yep. like that, they had a, they had one, because he's had multiple Speedies. Speedy is just, like, the moniker. That's not the actual person's name. Yeah. Um. So... During the 90s, the, he had a, a Speedy that was a pro, ex-prostitute who had AIDS. And that was the character they decided to have on Smallville. For okay, I, I love it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but it was That's like, gritty, man. It's on the CW, yeah. all things. And it was like, it, it, it's a great idea, but it's really cheesy yeah. the way they did it. Because Smallville was always kind of cheesy. But it, was it was like pretty, yeah. But they were able to do... Like, there's some really great scenes in the earlier seasons, because they would always have these really ambitious, like, season premieres and season Mm -hmm. finales. And I remember season four, there's a really great scene where Clark is possessed by Jarrell, and he's flying up in the air, and he's like, he opens up, like, um, if I remember right, um, it's either Lex, or it might be... It's one of those vill- classic villains, and I forgot the name of the villain. But uh, it was it was someone was inside of an airplane, and he mm-hmm. like rips open the airplane, and like the flying effects and everything else were really well done. Yeah. And then you have season like eight and nine, which is like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Like you know, you should have better effects at that point. Yeah. It looks ten times worse. I mean, they're operating <laughs> again. They're operating on a TV budget, but yeah. I mean, when did when did the Flash premiere? Because, like, it kind of reminds me... They, they have that a lot was, of overlapping qualities. Yeah. Right? The Flash was 2014, I want to say. That sounds right. It was Yeah, because yeah. he premiered at first in yeah. the second season of Arrow. Okay. As, like, he just came on as Barry Allen, and they had, at the end of his episode, I think yeah. it was, like, a one- or two-parter, the end of his episode, they show, like, the lightning strike. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They just... Yeah. Nice. They I have uh, a little... I've only seen the first season of Flash, but I, I really liked the, it. It's one of the better seasons yeah. of Flash. <laughs> I love how um, the guy from Prison Break is Captain Cold. Yeah. And he's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. He, I think when they introduce him, they have that one song, you're as cold as... Like, it's so cheesy. <laughs> yeah. And he just, he's stone-faced the whole time. He nails it. I love it. Um, but that was a great show. Yeah, it from was. From what I've seen so far. It It is. Um, <laughs> it gets... It kind it, it I feel like it's outlasted its welcome a little bit to be I honest. I mean, it's like five seasons in now, right? Yeah, no, it's like seven or eight. I'm I was again. I've only seen the first one. Yeah, I was pretty yeah. exhausted. You're like, pretty I'm exhausted. Like, we're, we're you're going real fast. I mean, appropriate. Yeah, but yeah. like, man, I don't know if I can handle. Yeah, <laughs> five, six, six, six. <laughs> I think they're I think yeah. they're ending it in season nine. To be oh honest, oh my I god, think. yeah. Um, the Arrowverse kind of like. Uh, I didn't. It started off with green, with just the show Arrow, which mm-hmm. was about Green Arrow. Yeah, and that show, it was pretty good. To start off, it, it kind of felt a little bit like they were trying to rip off like the Nolan Batman's at first. Yeah, with especially like the first season. Um, yeah, and then that lasted eight years. Mm-hmm. I want to say, and it was supposed to be only five year series. They had a five year plan for the show. I think it just it did better than they expected. Yeah, it was one of the better performers on the CW, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Well, let's introduce the Flash." Because yeah. at first it was um, it was supposed to be a world where exist where like superpowers didn't exist. There was yeah. no superheroes. There was nothing. It was just it was very much like if you read early Batman storylines, for example, where like all of his villains are like gangsters. Yeah. And- 
there's not really any superpower beings. And then season two, they introduced something called Mirakuru, which was like mm-hmm. it was it was something that like it was something from the island that gave people like super strength, basically. Yeah. They had a really bad version of Solomon Grundy because he was he was only that by name. Oh, he was okay. just a they just he was like just, had he was a, a big guy. He was he was just a bulky dude. He okay. wasn't even like a zombie really. It was that's, really weird. That's the yeah. whole damn point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really weird, and it was like let's just have this by name and then just kind of like throw yeah. him away really fast. Oh man, season I mean season two was pretty good because they had Slade Wilson, so which was dope. Yeah, like they had oh, Slade Wilson. Really, What's that? Slade rules. Yeah, yeah he's great. Um, yeah, yeah uh, Deathstroke for people that yeah. know who that is. But yeah, they had that. Season two was probably the best, one of the better like superhero TV series, in mm-hmm. my opinion, for uh, season two of Arrow. And then, honestly, the show got a little cheesier when they started, because they started introducing more characters. Mm-hmm. They had um, Mr. Terrific came in. They had uh, Bulldog. They had. Like, I don't. All these, I don't know Bulldog. Are, Bulldog is like a. He's a. He's a very obscure character that they yeah. decided to bring into the show. Yeah. Because okay. he literally like wears like a hockey mask and uh, like, like like Casey a Jones. That's he, Casey he, Jones's thing, man. Basically Casey Jones. Okay. They're just like he's let's just take this cool character. He's basically Casey Jones of okay. the DC universe. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, like all of them have better, like more like leather outfits i don't know that's the best way i can describe it it makes me think of like night like yeah early 2000s superhero movies okay um honestly the the a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the costume designs on the shows remind me of like like the ben affleck daredevil or something like that you know? like the new one or the old no the like, ben affleck daredevil oh okay i haven't yeah. seen that but that i heard like 2003 yeah. yeah yeah it's a it's a fun movie if yeah. you watch it watch the director's cut that's oh yeah it's got coolio in it what if Coolio getting cut from the movie? That's the star of the show. I don't know. He well, he, it's really funny because he plays <laughs> a technically innocent in the crime he's be he he's yeah. being accused of, but not innocent as a person. Uh, who uh, Matt Murdock is representing essentially? Oh, okay. And so like it's there's a, there's a scene where he's like they're like asking him if he's done some what drug or whatever, and he's like, well, not that drug. But <laughs> it's, that's fun. It was fun. It was. Yeah. It's a. It's a fun. It. It adds a lot of character to the movie that yeah. the movie was missing in the theological version. I see. Yeah, and because well, because like a big part of Daredevil is he's a lawyer. Yeah. You know? No, he should be like solving yeah. cases in between kicking yeah. ass, yeah. which is what they did in the director's cut. Yeah. Um, and you also had Michael Clark Duncan as uh, Kingpin, and he was mm-hmm. pretty badass in that uh. too. Um, although I still think Vincent D'Onofrio is probably my oh favorite. Oh my god, he's so good. He's so oh, when he uh, the scene where he like bashes that dude in with the car door. I'm like, yeah, this is this is it. This yeah. is what I wanted. To <laughs> yeah. see. But you he's also bra- sweet. Yeah, you see like brains too. Like, oh for my a god, yeah, there's yeah. like there's like viscera or something yeah. coming out. Of it. Yeah, it was so brutal. I'm like, super brutal. This is a mob boss it, that yeah. I'm kind of afraid of. Frankly. Yeah, <laughs> and his his like the way he delivers the character, how he both feels extremely uncomfortable and is skin yeah and at the same time very menacing oh absolutely it's it's so good yeah it's so good uh let's get into the comic oh, yes though. of course yeah this is uh so we we uh we're talking about uh super all-star superman i always start to say superman all-star but that's not right no we got we got full ass here got all full ass i think it's really funny so yours right there says yes. all-star on the top mm-hmm. um, and then just white on white super yeah for this one the mm. all-star it's like it's on my cover. It's got Superman, 
kind of like big letters, yeah. kind of smally, smaller, uh, like descending a little bit. But like the All Star, it's almost like All Star Superman. <laughs> <laughs> also your cover is a lot scarier like you've gonna destroy the planet it's like a giant superman with a tiny or a smaller earth yeah in front. this one it's like hey superman yeah here. like he's, he's gonna save people there's more i do i will he say has a menacing son um, in the back. i really like though the oh um, oh that covers beautiful the cover yeah. inside because they have the uh yeah i this is one thing i really love about yeah. um more modern uh, versions of comics is they have the whole wraparound on the mm-hmm. in- inside on the actual hardcover because they have the um, slipcover. Yeah, yeah. But I, some of the older books did not have that. I yeah. have some that have that. That are just it's just like this very fake leather. For example, uh, this book right here, uh, Ecstatics. I don't know. I grabbed like one of the heaviest books from my shelf, <laughs> but. Um, it's literally oh just that. yeah, where it's yeah. like oh you could put the fun yeah. on a bookshelf and look cool, but yeah, dude, it looks just, it just looks like it, into it. it looks like it goes into a library yeah. basically. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a visual medium. Get it, get it going with the cool art on front. Yeah, um, and I, I really mm-hmm. like that because it's usually were uh, artwork from the book, like uh, the Spider Man one. Yeah, I have, I'm not even gonna pull it out, but it's got <laughs> it's got a image from um, issue. I think it was, I want to say it's issue 500. Mm-hmm. Of Amazing Spider-Man, which was the Happy Birthday storyline, and there's oh, a part yeah, yeah. where he is fighting. It literally shows him because he's going through time, reliving a bunch of different moments in his life. But it shows him fighting every single villain basically he's ever fought, and they do that as a wraparound cover on it. Okay, on the Omnibus, which oh, is really that's so dope. cool. Yeah, which is which is great. You um, got to get the whole Omnibus now. Yeah, I I have too many of those, man. They're, <laughs> They're they're expensive too, but, but they're I so like, cool. They're great, and yeah. And it's and it's like it's an entire run of something. Absolutely, you know? yeah. It's or nice like, to have the complete thing. Yeah, and yeah, because like I, I yeah. Speaking of Grant Morrison, I got that the new X Men one right here. Yeah. Oh yeah. So this was written by uh, Grant Morrison, uh, mm-hmm. pen, penned by Frank Quitely. They've worked together a lot for stuff. And, they have. Yeah. Uh, Grant Morrison's done more Batman stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Grant Morrison. Yeah. So Grant Morrison did. Uh, they did. Um, the for super as far as Superman, the only other thing they did was um, uh, the new Fifty Two action comics, oh, Superman okay. action comics. Yeah, so like yeah. the if you've ever seen that cover where he's got the he's it's he's wearing like a shirt that has the Superman logo, but he's like it's like a but he's got jeans on. I don't think I have, and he's got like work boots. Yeah, yeah. that's so that was that was uh through that run basically because he did uh he. And it's a pretty good run, honestly. It's mm-hmm. like because he he essentially had to re- redo the origin of Superman in his okay. own version. Um, but the new Fifty Two version is considered too dark because both of his parents die. Oh, like, mm. <laughs> so not only does yeah. Jarrell and Laura die, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> old mom pa yeah mom pa mom pa can't they're um, both dead, and so he's like yeah. the darkest Superman. And okay, and that's why that's one of the things I wanted to, or why I wanted to talk about this book is because mm-hmm. lately in media there's a lot of cynical Superman type characters. Okay, yeah. we got the boys, we got Invincible, both fun, both cool. Oh yeah, but so much fun. Let's like let's just talk about like a cool guy who likes helping people, and that's really yeah. the ultimate superpower: kindness, kindness with yes. power. I guess. I mean. If we've we've all seen Lord of the Rings, we all know what <laughs> happens when you let someone who stays yes. in power for too long it corrupts them. Yes, but Superman, at least in the series, precious. Yeah. Exactly. That's a 
That was really good. You've practiced that. I that know. can't be. I've been doing that since I was 12. Yeah. That was spot on. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that's the whole point of Superman is he's the embodiment of someone who not only like has the power to help people, but yeah. elects to do so yes. uh, to a fault at times. Um, and I don't know how spoiler heavy we can get into the actual discussion of this. I, but, uh, I, I look at this as a very like... I consider this, there's two kinds of people who listen to comic book podcasts. Mm. Someone who's already read the book or someone who has not read the book, but wants to know about the story without having to read it themselves. So okay. we can go into spoilers. All right. Perfect. Uh, well, the, the general synopsis for everyone who hasn't read it, um, mm-hmm. Superman is helping do some science yeah. on the sun. He accidentally, or not accidentally, Lex Luthor... Uh, kind of tricks him with a with a weapon he had prepared in advance yes. to make him absorb too much radiation. So Superman's basically dying. He has like yeah. Superman cancer in this book, and it's about his last days trying to do as much good as he can before yes. he meets his untimely end, which he kind of spoiler doesn't. Yeah, um, <laughs> but we can get into that. We um, can get into that. Yeah. yeah. So this was broken up into I think twelve issues. Twelve issues. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, a little bit background mm. for this, too, about All-Star. Uh, so, this was 2001. So, back in 2000-ish era, Marvel released the Ultimate Comics line. Oh, so, they okay. did Ultimate Spider-Man, and they did eventually X-Men and a bunch of other stuff. But the initial idea was, hey, we have years and years and years and years of continuity, but... There's a lot of new readers, and a lot of the stuff isn't really young reader appropriate anymore. So let's, especially with Ultimate Spider-Man, um, Brian Michael Bendis, who wrote it, his whole idea was, I'm going to write something like how amazing Spider-Man was for kids in the 60s. I want this to be for kids in the 2000s, essentially. And so he did like reimagining of a lot of classic storylines and a lot of other stuff. But it was mm-hmm. a new universe free from the constraints of all the old continuity. So DC was like, that's a great idea. Yeah. So what they did was they did the all-star line, which didn't last very long. Mm. Uh, you have two <laughs> you have two comics that came out of the all-star line. You have this, which is all-star Superman. And then you have all-star Batman and Robin. I didn't know that existed. It is not great. I it see. Is, it is Frank Miller going as gritty as possible. Yeah. And it's it's also where the classic line, I'm the goddamn Batman. Yeah, okay. I'm, well, at least one jam came out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's it's essentially Batman treating Robin like a like he's like literally like a piece of shit oh, on the ground. Oh, like I see. He treats him like he's like a like a like an army general or something like that. It's really oh, it's man. real it's real dark for no reason. Basically, the, is it like in the same continuity that no. this exists? Okay, I was no. gonna say because he like talks about Batman and he's he like, does. oh, Batman's a good friend. Robin's yeah. a cool kid. I'm like, is there like a secret like? Also, <laughs> the idea that was the difference was that yeah. those were going to be. I don't know if, they, if the original idea was a sheer continuity. Um, also, our Batman technically is supposed to be part of the um, Dark Knight Returns. Oh, okay. Storyline, yeah. Which technically, Batman Year One, which is what's what's weird about Batman Year One, is is both in continuity with the DC universe. At least it was for the the modern era, which was from like 1985 until 2011. Um, but it also is considered the origin for the Dark Knight Returns Batman, right? So, um, yeah, Miller has his own 
little separate universe. That he gotcha. But Wait, if Dark Knight Returned, is that the one, the cover with like the blue lightning bolt on the front or is that um, the Dark Knight? Uh, that might be Dark Knight Strikes Again. Okay, shoot. I'm not sure. It's one of those two. But either gotcha. way, yeah. either way, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But that background and what I was saying is basically DC wanted to be able to do, wanted to do things where like it was going to be free con- from content. Because this is his own content. Yes. Um, this is the only success that came out of that idea. Yeah. They've also, is since then, tried, they did the Earth One stuff. So there's mm-hmm. Superman Earth One, Wonder Woman Earth One, Batman Earth One. They're all really good. Mm-hmm. And they're supposedly, were supposed to be part of the same continuity, but yeah. they never interact with each other. So I don't know what's going on with those. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to give that a little bit I didn't know that. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I guess they, get, they did too, and they're like, okay, we're done. Yeah, well, because this was a success, mm-hmm. but All-Star Batman and Robin was supposed to be somewhere around the same amount of issues, and I think it only lasted seven or something like that. Yeah. It's weird, because they have an absolute edition of it, but it's not a completed it's not series. It's oh. not, it never was finished, and it never will be finished, yeah. and thank God. Okay. <laughs> it sucks, because that one was, it had it had the artwork of Jim Lee, which is an yeah. aw- awesome, awesome mm. artwork. But Frank Miller, it was after Frank Miller, so like 2001, mm. uh, 9-11 happened, and Frank Miller just went off the deep end, basically. Oh, I didn't he, know He's that. always yeah. been kind of a libertarian-esque kind of person. Yeah. Um, but he got like, just crazy after that. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Anyone who wants to know what I'm talking about, look up uh, Holy Terror. It's just called Holy Terror. It's a Frank Miller book. It is awful. It's super racist, super like... <laughs> Super like a lot of Islamophobic. Yeah. And, like, um, you can tell he was trying. He literally pitched it as a Batman storyline that ended up. DC was like, yeah, we're not doing this. So he just made his own. He made his own, and yeah. then all he did was he kept all the drawings. He just took the, he took the the bat uh, ears off of the. <laughs> but it's like the same. It's thing. the same thing. He did a find and, and replace. And there, there's even like there's even a Catwoman character in it. It's oh, like, okay. Yeah, it's it, all around. Just it's just not a good story. Yeah. It's not a good book. Okay. I haven't read it, but like I've watched an entire because I was just like like I a breakdown. Yeah. I watched a breakdown of it, and this guy's showing off this stuff, and like there's a lot. That, like it also looks like he started to write dialogue and decided just to leave empty bubbles in it. Too. Yeah. It's it's really weird. I got it. That's like that's kind of fascinating, though. I guess having yeah. something astronomically bad is more interesting than something that's like mediocre. Kind of like the room. Yeah, that's fair. But that's like, well, that's a whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this was this was your first time reading, or you've read it before? Um, this is my first time reading it. I had started to read it a couple times, but I have, as you as I constantly mention in every episode, um, I have an insane amount of comics. Yeah, um, you have a great amount of comics thank you i also what you don't see on here is the other side is just as full as full oh that's that's even better oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'm at a point i had a friend yell at me because he keeps on getting mad at me for buying more comics but uh yeah <laughs> um, he's just jealous of your collection yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> um i'm like i need another i need another one of these like these four Oh yeah, this is ones. a great shelf. Yeah, I need to get another one like this and put. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put on the other side because if you can see, there are comics on top of comics. Mm-hmm. I ha- I ran out of space and I'm ah. starting to have to stack them on top, and I don't like that aesthetic of that. I gotcha. No, so, it's, you, you, another would really clean it up. Yeah, it would clean it up, and and then it would give me reason to buy more books. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you got this one. <laughs> I do. I do. Have this um, one. <laughs> 
it's yeah yeah i haven't read much superman else i know i know you did an episode with uh about red sun red sun yeah, How, yeah, and yeah. that seems i i've been recommending that a lot i gotta check it's it great. out yeah it's great um it's uh it's mark miller which is um the guy who did kick-ass oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah uh the ultimates through marvel which was the ultimate avengers mm-hmm. and a bunch of other stuff yeah. um kingsman is another one he did excellent yeah yeah um but let's get back into this. Yes. Let's get back into this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait. Sorry. This this is a show of a lot of rabbit holes because I know way too much about comics. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I'll do my best to say. <laughs> I don't know a lot about comics, but yeah. I do have a fond appreciation for them. So, yeah. um, yeah. No, I I liked most of the volumes or most of the issues presented to you. The only one I wasn't a huge fan of was the uh, Bizarro chapter. Same. Because, like, first of all, it's two issues, too, which I thought was... Yeah, it really drags it. on. It really drags on. Um, but also, like, it's just annoying to read Bizarro speech. Yes. Where the, everything they say is just backwards. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm having... A, I'm yeah, not I, Superman. I, I can't, me. like... Yeah. So, funny story about this. Um, I was hanging out... Uh, so, I was hanging out with a friend recently, and mm. they were having a... They're doing some college classes online. Yeah. And he's got really bad ADHD. Mm-hmm. And so he, so weird request, but he was like, hey, can you just come over and hang out? Like, you don't even have to talk to me. I just yeah. need someone there to like keep me concentrated, yeah. you know? And if I start to get off topic, you know, someone moral support. Mm-hmm. So I was reading a lot of this, but I was reading those issues while I was doing that. And I also have a little bit of ADHD as yeah. well. So I'm reading it, but I'm also like looking around the room and I'm like, painted i'm like also like distracted by the fact that he's like doing spanish classes and stuff like that yeah and so it was like three times as hard to read that bizarre yeah <laughs> honestly okay like if you're reading it you don't have to, i want to recommend it necessarily but if you skipped it i don't think it would really have too crazy of an impact on the rest of the story yeah at least but then you're skipping like two issues you are skipping two issues um, and they do reference it a little yeah. bit um, um and I I hate to, I don't want to start off my review with too many negative things, but yeah, what I really fine. love um both like I mentioned Superman's kind of like a the, a virtuous classic Superman in this story, mm-hmm. but also like Lex Luthor is in my opinion like kind of peak here. Yeah. I think a lot of people misunderstand the point of Lex Luthor, like because mm-hmm. he's like the ultimate human, both in his desire to like. Well, his whole motivation, allegedly, he says, yeah. is that like humanity would be better off with, without Superman because he's like a crutch. He's limiting yeah. our potential and that humans should manifest their own destiny. That's a honestly, he's not like wrong because no. like we've seen other works like Injustice. Like what if Superman did lose his mind? Yeah. <laughs> uh, things go very poorly very quickly. Yeah. Um, but that's also like the uh, again, the nature of power. What he really wants is to be the top guy to be the ultimate, like, in charge of everything. He wants to be Superman, essentially. Yeah. And so, like, um, and again, spoilers, at the end of the book, when he actually obtains the powers of Superman, there's, like, a brief moment where he's like, oh, my God, everything's, like, life is beautiful. Yeah. And I probably could have helped people with my mad genius, but I spent too much time just trying to ruin a good thing for people so like yeah so i really like that incarnation that's like the perfect opposite to superman it is and this and the interesting thing about this too is the entire time this is going on he is incarcerated 
He's, yeah. He's in, he's in prison. He's getting jacked in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like lifting weights and learning just, how to make cocktails. I also think it's really funny though. Have you seen what Graham Morrison looks like? I haven't. So Graham Morrison looks a lot like Lex Luthor. Does he actually? Yeah. He's just like huge and bald. Yeah, uh, I was gonna pull out my phone real quick, but I can't find oh, it. Oh, it's uh, over there. I I can I can look. Yeah, just up. look up Graham Morrison. It's yeah. it's kind of crazy. So he that's that's his self insert. Yeah. So if you look at it, like it looks like. Uh, whoop! Sorry, one handed. No, it's okay. <laughs> I am not. I am not graceful. But Lex Luthor, yeah, the Lex Luthor. It's really funny because Graham Morrison is this Scottish. They have. Like, oh, you were not kidding. Yeah, they look. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He's Lex Luthor. Yeah. He actually is. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. I mean, like, there's some overlap with um bald white dude, I yeah. guess, where there's um him and maybe arguably Jeff Bezos similar energy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's that's kind of awesome. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Was it like a heavy Scottish accent? Okay. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um hmm. It's interesting because Grant Morrison started out not having not being bald, but like most of, most of us bald dudes, I uh, lost lost it along the way and just started shaving it. Just but lean into you look cool, man. It's a good you. look. Thank you. Yeah, something about having high testosterone. I don't know. <laughs> you got supposedly it. that's what I've heard. Uh, then there's other things that say that admit, that's a myth. So I I don't know what to believe. Who cares? I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, go- just take the lie. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going to the gym a lot, recently. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, uh, I'm definitely my testosterone has been a lot higher than it. Nice. Are you just like eating whole oats now? Just not whole- even cook- not even soaking yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I'm actually eating them off the ground. Okay. Uh, I, I just. I <laughs> That's just, the optimal way to digest my- oats. People yeah. don't know that when you're crouched over. Yep. At 3 a.m. Like in, a, in like the a dark. cow. Yeah. <laughs> or a bull, I guess, yeah. in this case. Yeah. You know, because they're, as it is, uh, you know what taurine is? No, what's it's, that? Tor- so taurine is something that you find, the reason why Red Bull is called Red Bull, for example, is because yeah. it has taurine, which helps with energy and everything else. But if you remember right, it's testosterone derived from bull sperm. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So, Yeah. This is what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that there's an actual like component <laughs> that is true to the name. And if I can have the power of a bull, of then a that's bull. what I yeah, mean. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, missing. Yeah, you're you yeah. Yeah. Just, just guzzling bull cum. See, uh, this is why I this is why I'm not getting <laughs> shredded. I'm not getting the gains I want because I'm not I'm not at that level. You're not at that level. Yeah. You, yeah. you know who is at that level? Lex freaking Luther. Lex Luther. And again, he's like the ultimate. I like he's such a fun villain for me at least because he's <laughs> because he he lives up to his creed. He's he is yes. getting he's a powerful dude yeah. in most if not all of his um animated um and cartoon representations. That's why I had issues with yeah. the Jeff C. Eisenberg. That guy's a, a bit way. scrawny. He's a bit scrawny. Which I yeah. get who cares? Uh Jesse Eisenberg was trying was the idea for Jesse Eisenberg's version was like what if Lex Luthor was also uh, fucking uh, Zuckerberg, basically. Okay. Like, it, which is funny because he played Zuckerberg in a different movie, right? The Social Network, <laughs> which he crushed. Yeah. yeah, he did great. But that was essentially the idea: is like if Lex Luthor was like modern day times, so there's a good okay. chance that he would be almost like a Silicon Valley guy, you know? Okay. And so that was the whole idea with Lex with Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, but you know, it. I mean, look, you gotta. 
you got to test things out in the field. You got to throw it at the wall, see if it sticks. I personally, and again, I haven't even seen the movie. I don't know why I'm good critiquing yeah. them. If you, if you watch mind. it, even yeah. though it's longer, watch the extended cut. Okay. I'm all for extended cuts. I hate that yeah. things are even reduced for the sake of like, oh, well, people aren't going to want to watch for that long. The, it's not even that. It's the extended cuts rated R. So, Oh, that makes it, again, awesome. Yeah. 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 So that's why, though, because they were they cut it down for because it was going to get an R rating. Um, and so because studios still have a hard time Cowards. making on, on R-rated films. I mean, the same thing happened with the, uh, the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Yeah. Snyder Cut's rated R, the, the Justice League, the release in theaters, yeah. which was mostly Joss Whedon and not actually Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. It's PG-13. And I get it, because, like, Marvel does the same thing. Like, all the MCU is all PG-13. The first one that's going to be rated R in the MCU is going to be Deadpool 3. That because one's going, they're going rated R? They're going rated R. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. They're okay. also getting uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I saw yeah. the trailer for that. Was like, hey, you. <laughs> yeah, they, they, that was yeah. one of the stipulants of, uh, was like, yeah, no, this is going to be rated R. Because okay. It, it's, I mean, technically, you could do a PG-13 Deadpool. It just wouldn't be as good. No. I mean, if you're going to, I don't know if this is like especially with the Especially yeah. with the Ryan Reynolds yeah. Deadpool, you know. Yeah, which, he's vulgar. Yeah. Let him be he's let super get wild with it. Yeah. Yeah. All the people who watch the war- Let first him one get are Van old Wilder yeah. with it. Yeah. Uh, sorry. That was a terrible pun. Uh, R.I.P. Right. Um, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> wait, he's not dead, is he? Who? Van Wilder. Van Wilder is a character he played. Oh, God. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm out of my mind. Why am I, why am I here? It was a movie that uh, was done through the. Uh, National Lampoon brand back in like. I'm thinking, you know what? I'm thinking of Gene Wilder. <laughs> Gene Wilder, totally different guy. Also dead. Yeah, also dead. Uh, what's funny about Van Van Wilder the hmm. movie though is it's based off of an article that was written about Brute Kreischer. Wait, what? Yeah. You know, I, yeah, yeah. No, I know the the the, the machine, sh- the machine, shirtless yeah. comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Brute Kreischer w- had an article written about him back yeah. in like the '90s. About like this guy who was just a crazy partier. Yeah, and that's what Van Wilder was based off of. I had no idea that yeah. he had that much of a reputation even then. Yep. That's yep. awesome. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that's sweet. That you, <laughs> he had to have been at the premiere or been excited to. See. That's I'm so cool. Something maybe we'll yeah. see. If I don't someone know. made like a even a spiteful parody of me, yeah, I'd be like, I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm buying all the content. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I I don't even know if like he, he how much of his reputation is like he, he even like thinks about that movie. But I wonder how many people ask him to do the machine joke like at a show. Oh, he does it every show. He can't like he does. He it's basically his encore for every. That every can't show. even be like like his brain's probably off at the time. Like that's yeah. his body. Like can he do just the knows. Machine. He just yeah. knows the story so well. But yeah. it's it's crazy because that started off. He told the story. I think I was of all things. He told the story in the Joe Rogan podcast. Really? Yeah. And then oh. he he and then uh, like him like Rogan and whoever other comedians were on there at the time were like, hey, you need to do this on stage. Yeah. And that's when he got really big. That must have that must have been before they got their like big studio. Like that must have been. Oh yeah, that yeah, was like. Geez. Well, because yeah, that because that that podcast started like 2009, 2010. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that was before like it became this huge uh, machine for dudes that have too much ride rage to have a have have their own Oprah basically. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's Oprah for men, okay? <laughs> let's like, men. yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's appreciate it for what it is and acknowledge its flaws and move on. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. Anyway, I won't get into Rogan, but yeah. uh, <laughs> maybe later. Look. Maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> um, the great thing about All Star Super, another thing. <laughs> So yeah, back um, to bald guys. Back uh, to bald guys. Lex Luthor. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's a dick, but we love him. Yeah. Um, another uh, one of the more positive qualities we see Superman deal with. Uh, I really think that the softer moments where he deals with um, his father's death yeah. and saving a girl from jumping off a building, those are like. Those are what I think of when I see like um like a trailer for like injustice and like yeah. Superman's eyes are red and he's just looking at like a broken city. I'm like, this dude like cares about people. How do yeah? I, and I know the whole point of like it's fun to have injustice. I wouldn't take that away from anyone, but it's like yeah. he's a soft. He's a, like he's a big old farm boy. Yeah, and that's like sweet, and that's like the I nature. would actually yeah. if you like this, I would highly mm. recommend uh Superman for all seasons by yeah. uh Jeff Loeb and I don't own it right now, but yeah. Jeff Loeb and um Oh god damn it, I just forgot his name. Tim Cell. It's the same people who did the long Halloween, actually. But What's Long Halloween? Batman, I know so Batman little. the Long Halloween. It's <laughs> yeah. it's essentially year two of Batman. So okay. if you actually now that you've read year one, yeah, read Long Halloween next. All right, I have to do that. And then read Dark Victory, because that's the sequel to Long Halloween. Yeah, okay, great. all seasons, Long Halloween, Dark Victory. Yeah. I'm on it. But, yeah, no, it's just, um, what um, what goes on in all seasons that makes you recommend it? It's, it's, it's like a, it's, it's really, really Superman. It's him, it starts, it's more of a Clark Kent storyline in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. That's what you mean you think. It's about him being kind of a farm boy, and it's like really, really, it's like Lex Luthor still has a little hair in it. Like oh, it's like, that, he's balding, okay, yeah. But like, yeah, he's like, it's still got like his red hair, it's just, you can definitely see it's like mm-hmm. really thin and everything. Yeah. Um, But it's just like a really good showing how like how he is, just kind of this farm boy who's uh in the big city and sort of his like the first few times like first times so he's going to the daily planet like yeah. he's i think he's working for another newspaper at the time or something yeah. like that and it's just it's more of it's that it's that kind of perfect uh dichotomy between him being superman and him being clark Kent. the thing i really like about this is they literally draw they show some like mine has some really cool sketches in the background actually what um, yeah, because it's the deluxe edition. Right, Come yeah, on, man. It's man got, I got to shell out for the deluxe edition it's, now. It's, it's actually not bad. It's like 35 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. This was like 25 I think. Yeah. it's It was actually kind of weird because like, like the, <laughs> the long Halloween deluxe edition is yeah. like 50 Oh, they got all this cool extra stuff. Yeah, so it's got some really cool... What I really like, though, is they show... <gasps> oh, man. Um, I got to... Okay, I'm going to... I love how comic book people will spend 10 extra dollars for like five extra pages because those five extra pages rule. Well, it's not just that. It's, okay, it's yeah, oversized it, uh, there's artwork. There's like, you know, yeah. if you were to put that on top of that. Okay, so this yeah. is what I really like. They show the differences in Clark. And yeah. Superman. Like his his jawline looks like le- like looks less defined, for yeah. example. And they, because they, that's always the big thing is like Clark versus uh, Superman is like, oh, he just has glasses, you yeah. know? Like, 
It's not just that. He, he right. literally changed. Like, Christopher Reeves did a great job with this. Oh, my gosh. like, yeah. of of the demeanor changes. He's a klutz. He's, like, you know, tripping over things all the time. He's He has, like, it's more than just, oh, I take my glasses off and I'm Superman. Yeah. Like, it's a full on. And I, I love the, uh, one of the, one of my favorite issues actually is when he's in the prison as Clark Kent. Yeah. Um, and then all the goofy stuff happens around him, and he's like, yeah. he has to accidentally solve all of the problems. <laughs> yeah. and be like, oh, I tripped. Oh, no, you're not going to get electrocuted. There, there's a moment, though, where yeah. uh, where Lex points out that he has the same curl. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's like, <laughs> oh, if she shaped up a bit, you could look like Superman. Yeah. Like, oh, he's close. Oh, yeah. he's really close. But it's funny because he reveals to Lois in this that he is Superman mm-hmm. pretty as soon as he finds out he's going to die. Yeah. But. He never, she never believes him. Yeah, it takes her like a couple, a couple page or a while. Cause like when right after the reveal, she's like in the car while he's flying her and she's like, I'm not buying it. It kind of seems like even at the end, she doesn't believe it. Yeah. Because there's the scene where he uh, um, comes in when he's dying, basically. Mm -hmm. He comes in and he collapses on the ground. Yeah. And and some people reference how he looks buffer than usual. Yeah. And he takes off the thing, and everybody's like, "Oh, I knew you were to, you weren't yeah. actually Clark." And it's like, even then, even when he's Clark, <laughs> everyone's just like, "Oh," and they're just like, "Nope, this is Superman." <laughs> like, so that disguise that he does as himself, he does look, he does look pudgier. Yeah, it's really. Well, weird. he like, like slouches over and everything. He yeah. slouches over. He probably like sticks his gut out a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Maybe he has the power. Maybe just as Superman, he has this power to like shift his weight in a weird way or Ooh, something like yeah. that. Because that's what it seems like. I mean, he did evolve new powers as a result of being in the sun. Maybe like... He is like... Yeah, he's no longer... Um, yeah. He's resistant to the kryptonite. Yeah. Although he's not resistant to black kryptonite, which makes him like bizarro, Freak basically. Out. Yeah. He turns into bizarro, essentially. And yeah. you know what? God bless Jimmy Olsen. Because <laughs> like he's, I, I don't know a lot... Of, I know he's like a continuity character. He's in yes. other stories. But, like, he really, he went out of his way to save his friend. Yeah. And yeah. he was, like, even when he was about to fall in that, like, negative gravity well, he's just like, oh, boy, shouldn't have kissed or should have uh, not pissed off that gypsy woman. Like, he's just cracking jokes at the break of the- Like, this is, a, this is a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Olsen, I mean, he's, he's Superman's pal. You yeah. Know? That's, he, has a, he has a watch that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Light, sets off a certain frequency that Superman knows it's Jimmy Olsen's watch. Yeah. And I, it's a little touch. I like that Lex Luthor could hear it when he stole his serum. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you get that watch out of here. It's really annoying. But like, <laughs> it's like a nice little check. Um, yeah. But, man, I uh, I do need to read more to understand. I feel like reading more would allow me to appreciate it. But with yeah. someone with as much comic book knowledge as you, did you kind of catch more... Um, references to other stories that you enjoyed a little bit it seems like he is doing well one of the things i really like is that they have the um they they change a very classic storyline so um in this they have where he goes back in time yeah so it has him going back in time so in the um in classic continuity it's the legion of superheroes who Mm -hmm. go back in time and meet him when he's um a teenager and all this other stuff Whereas this is, it's it's literally him in a disguise, like he's wearing like a bandage wrap. He looks like a mummy. Yeah. And then there's, uh, I really like the fifth dimensional one because that that's a reference to Miss Mister Mixoplex. 
I just I I've said it the right way before. Oh wait, that's like an actual established yeah. story. Okay, I was yeah. just like, who's this tiny? Elf? Yeah, the the yeah. Elf, that's yeah. So the Mister uh, Mixoplick uh, is a character that actually, if you watch the animated series of Superman, was voiced by Gilbert Godfrey, which is great. oh, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, although in that version he looks more like Elmer Fudd, but yeah. um, but the way that he looks in this is very similar to what Mister Mixerflick looks like most of the time. Hmm. Um, it's interesting because like part of the storyline with this Mixerflick, it's such a weird word to say because yeah. it's it's got a bunch it's of it's like all consonants. Of, it's all consonant. So he um, he his his one of his weaknesses is if he get if Superman can get him to say his own name, he disappears. Oh, and goes back to his fifth dimension and keeps yeah. on coming back. It's 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 the episode that he is in of the Superman anime series is one of my favorite episodes, honestly, because it's okay. so ridiculous, and it's based off of the classic like introduction of the character. Yeah, um, but he's he's essentially a trickster. He's from a different universe. He's just he's not good or evil. Yeah, like, if you if that makes any sense. Oh yeah, I mean he's he's kind of he's evil, like kind of chaotic. Yeah. He's just he's like Loki. Basically, yeah, okay, yeah. But for Superman, there's also a there's also Batmite, which is a one from the yeah. This is all like Silver Age stuff, oh, like gotcha, Golden gotcha. Age and Silver Age stuff, where yeah. they just had some really silly stuff go on. But I mean, that's fun. That's one of the things I like about this book too. Like, I feel like comic books as a medium are, at least in America, are restrained to like ah, so those like superheroes and stuff. And there's it's, a, it's not it's what you got transmetropolitan you got lock and key there are so many different cool stories mind management yeah uh, unwritten so you say that but like that's what got me really into comics was when I started realizing it's not just superheroes right but like as the primer mm-hmm. I think this is like this has a lot of things yeah. that are fun it's got like wacky zany fights some I, I'll be I. Guilty pleasure mind, some like yeah. power level nonsense where it's like, oh, I'm Superman. I was like, well, I'm like Doomsday now. It's like, oh no, he's Doomsday. You gotta watch it. Like, yeah. it's got some goofiness. It's sweet and it has um, also like just random kind of cute jokes too. Yeah. And like, so like all of that like makes this a very complete superhero comic experience. I yes. think. Well, um, in one that I mentioned before, like this is this this is the series that a lot of people, if you don't like Superman, yes. read this series because it is it's a whole nother level. My biggest complaint with it is actually mm. the color uh palette. Um, yes. Okay. Because it's that early two thousands high like they it's back when they were first getting used to how um how to color things, I guess, mm-hmm. with digital. Because yeah. there's this weird glow to everything. <laughs> Some bloom, yeah. There's a lot of bloom in here. Yeah. And, I mean, that's also very similar to... Um, uh, I forgot the name char- the character's name now. Uh, there's another book by Graham Morrison, Frank Quiley. Uh, God damn it. Uh, Flex Mentello, mm. which is weird and fun, but weird and, like, very meta and Frank. This is the thing with Graham Morrison is I like I like the superhero stuff they do, mm-hmm. but like the um anything else that's like their own uh, creations, whether it's the Invisibles, yeah, or Flex Mentallo, or um another one is the Filth, and there's some other stuff. Not as big of a fan of it. And okay, it's, that's just my own personal preference because mm-hmm. it's all metaphysical there he the whole thing was that uh graham morrison and a bunch of other 
magicians because Randall Morrison's a chaos magician. Oh, oh, what does so that puts, imply? He, he's trying to he's trying to make the world a weirder place, basically. I mean, with I magic, we... with magic. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and so there's the Hyper Sigil trilogy, which is the invis, which is Flex Metallo, the uh, Invisibles, and the Filth, and they're all about something a little bit different. Um. It's not my thing. It's mm-hmm. a lot of people like it, and it's it's very like hyper conspiracy theory stuff. Oh, okay. It's very like the next dimension. Like I like the concepts, but like, and this is probably a very controversial because a lot of people love the Invisibles. I did an issue. I did an episode with uh, Dan Weber on the Invisibles. Actually, yeah. Um, which is when I read the entire series and realized I didn't want to own it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine, you know. Yeah. Um. Graham Morrison is to me is is a polarizing writer just based off of what the different books. Mm-hmm. Um one of my favorite was this one called I think it was Joe the Barbarian. Oh, okay. Um and it was just it's a, it's that one's really good cuz it's about a kid who has type 1 diabetes and he can't find he's home alone and he is unable to find something He's just he's just trying to get like a soda bottle to get you know drink enough sugar to like get his blood sugar up, mm-hmm. but he starts going through this whole like Narnia style thing where like all of his toys come to life. He's in, like in a fantasy world, oh. and he's trying. He's it's literally just about a kid trying to get his blood sugar up, but it's like this fantasy comic, and there's like a really I don't want to spoil the ending, but it's got a really touching ending because like his dad died in the war. His mom's a single mom, so she can't. She has to work and mm-hmm. all this stuff, and it's it's a really good comic. Yeah, um, Joe the Barbarian. Joe the Barbarian. Yeah, hmm. um, I'm really sad because I used to own the hardcover deluxe edition, and now that thing's hard to find. It's uh, like out of print, yeah, yeah. and people sell it for way too much money. Yeah. Um, but it's a really good comic. Really recommend it. Um, but that's the thing is like, it's either I don't like. Th- I like the more I like this kind of stuff. I like the superhero stuff. I like the Batman run that uh the Grant Morrison ran, Batman run, which was when Batman died and Dick Grayson took over for a while mm, to introduce yeah. Damian Wayne yeah. and stuff like that. Um but I and I like a lot of that stuff. Animal Man kind of teeters in my opinion, because that it ends off with such a weird meta thing where Animal Man meets Grant Morrison. You know, I've I've seen a lot of meta heavy stuff with yeah. um like Deadpool series. I mean, yeah, that's like I I can think of at least one where he like kills the entire MCU and yeah. kills his masters. But like, what's your take? Did did that was that off putting to you in Animal Man? Um, not exactly. I yeah. like it. I just think that my problem with uh, Graham Morrison. Um, mm. I think Alan Moore. I like Alan Moore better. And yeah. Alan Moore is another chaos magician. Um, so they both do weird stuff. They hate each other. But I, Alan Moore hates everyone. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but they also specifically do not like each other. Okay, okay. From just big personalities clashing? or I think they're too similar. Oh, I think it's sense. one of those things. It's yeah. just they're very similar because, like, yeah. But... And they're also opposing magicians, which is kind of a crazy okay, concept okay. to think about. Yeah. Um, but I I feel like to me with the stuff with Graham Morrison is it's like college level. It's like it's like it's like it's like it's like um 
how when you first when you're how like I know I'm not gonna disparage I like Quentin Tarantino, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's fun. Quentin Tarantino you're the best time to watch Quentin Tarantino is when you're twenty two and you're in a college dorm <laughs> and you're hanging out with your friends and you're just discovering that film can be a little bit more spectacular yeah. than you realized. But then you get further on and you realize, oh, this is just the surface. Yeah. Level. That's what I feel with Grant Morrison. Yeah. The same way. I feel like he Grant Morrison is like the surf the like introduction to like weird meta fiction, uh magic, all that kind of stuff. This is obviously, once again, a lot of people will probably disagree with me on this. Yeah. But like to me it's it's almost like a little pretentious. Interesting. Um which is which obviously there's things like this that actually I think is it is reading this, this is one of the better Superman storylines I've read. I mm-hmm. haven't read a lot of the ongoing stuff. Mm-hmm. I read is I read the New Fifty Two stuff. I like this better than the New Fifty Two Superman comics. Um I I've read um here and there other Superman stuff, but like this is such a great example of what Superman can be, mm-hmm. especially in a time of stress. Yeah. Um I also really like that storyline where when uh I was just thinking about with uh uh Lois it gets her gets the powers yeah. and all of a sudden Superman has this character named Samson from the future and someone else Yeah, and, like, those guys just God, yeah. And they're just doing these feats. Yeah. And they end up arm wrestling. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's like a joke for him. Because, yeah. hey, did you not remember the fact that I'm kind of, like, souped up right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, like, extra souped up. Yeah. But I thought that was I thought that was a fun moment, too. It's just like, hey, remember, this is a very strong guy. <laughs> I, I also love that Lois is just egging it on. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's... Well, it's her birthday. Yeah, no, she's having fun with it. She's, and he's like, why are you flirting with her? And she's like, yeah. you don't pay enough attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> Like I like how straight. Like I actually, I really like the it, her iteration in this too. She yeah. gets captured by a supervillain just like, hey, just to get his attention. This is yeah, yeah. Just like I, could, I don't want you don't answer your phone. Yeah. So she like, but that's sweet because that's like yeah. a very intimate knowledge too. Like this is how we communicate. Yeah. Um, I don't really think of her as like a damsel in distress. She's like no. a, she's a high powered career woman. She <laughs> is. She's yeah. like. But she's also, you know, working with Superman, who's he's got a lot going on. He does. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <it's- laughs> uh, you were um, mentioning earlier about polarizing Grant Morrison being pol- polarizing. Do you mean that as like his work is controversial, or it's more well, geared towards uh, demographic? Well, it's definitely demographic. It, Grant Morrison is one of those writers that I've met people who either hate him or love him. Oh, kind of like Bendis? More than Bendis. Okay. Because Bendis, Bendis has arguably just gotten worse as as, as he's yeah. gone along. <laughs> yeah. Because like his early stuff is great, and his later stuff is just like, uh, what are you doing? Like His, just... his dialogue for some Deadpool stuff I've read is really yeah. like quippy. Yes. Which is kind of like the problem that plagues Marvel today. Yeah. I think. Well, he... Bendis, I've met him. He's a really, he's like You've met super him? sweet guy. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. well, that's sweet. Super then. sweet okay. guy. I like um, that. But he, yeah, he also had a lot. He was part of, uh, so when the MCU was first starting, mm-hmm. there was sort of the, it, it hasn't, honestly, I think maybe that's probably one of the reasons why right now everything seems so directionless, but he, there was actually a sort of a, um, 
a group of guys that worked for Marvel that were all like my like a like a um, a think tank basically, yeah. and they were all and he was part of it. And so I have a feeling that a lot of the quippy stuff in Marvel probably started because of that. Um, I really like some of it. Like Powers has some really really funny moments in it. Yeah. Um, to the point where like there's a there's one of my favorite scenes really early on is there is a. Uh, so the main character, Christian Walker, ends up rescuing this uh, little girl whose mother was killed by a superpowered being, mm-hmm. uh, uh, person, and uh, she as the sh- her name's Clarissa, if I remember right, and mm-hmm. she as the sh- series goes on actually becomes like a daughter figure to him, and Aww. eventually becomes her own superhero. Um, because like they actually the show the series ages in real time, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um. So eventually. But there's a point where she's sitting in the back seat, and um, Dina, uh, I forgot her last name, but she's the uh, the partner um, of Christian Walker. She's mm-hmm. like the new partner that he gets at the start of the series. They're talking about something, and they're having an argument, and then all of a sudden in the background, back, back seat, Clarissa just says, what's a clitoris? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> And then just you just see Dina just laughing really yeah. hard, and he and Christian's just like I don't I don't know how to answer, how I can answer this. To I mean her. that's I, I, okay. I like fun dialogue. I didn't mean to bash by the way, like playful yeah. natured stuff. Well, in Dead, yeah, you were saying Deadpool too. Deadpool is all. I mean, fun he's dialogue. the king of quips. Yeah, but he also like thought. Well, there was that one thing. I, I read something where he was like hanging out with either Captain America or Wolverine, and then like he had a not wife who he thought died in yeah. a tragic. You know what I'm talking about. And yeah. It was a really like grim moment for him. Well, this um, is, so yeah. what most people, okay, so most people think of Deadpool from the Daniel Way era, mm-hmm. which was when he Waypool. became a meme. Yeah. Waypool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's when he kind of became more, that's when it was just silly. But the, so I, I haven't read it yet, but I have the Dugan and um, Passane, actually Brian Passane and Jerry Dugan worked, worked on us. Yeah. Brian Passane writes comics? Oh. He wrote. He wrote. He co-wrote this this entire omnibus right here. Wow, that's awesome. Um, and then the rest of these are actually Jerry Dugan by himself. Yeah. Um, I I've I've heard this is like the best run in Deadpool. So I, aside from uh, I think Joe Kelly, which was the nineties. Yeah. But the thing about the best Deadpool is is it's like a dark comedy. It's tragedy. Yeah. With the the silliness, and so the best Deadpool books are you'll laugh, but you also like. Like, you realize that there's actually a lot of darkness in this. Yeah. And so, I think balancing that is really important. I think, and, I, yeah. I think that's the that's why the first movie is better than the second one, honestly, in my opinion. Yes. Because no. the mo- first movie has a lot more of that, where the second one is just, like, straight up just jokes, jokes, yeah. jokes. I still like the second movie. We like jokes. Yeah. Okay? Comedy. Yeah. Love comedy. it. Um, like, I, like, I like how you, you got a little, like, uh, like East Coast. They were like, we like this. Hey, I, I just saw Epi- hey I just watched Eddie Pepitone last night. So oh, okay. That whole New York I'm actually, face. I'm going to see him tonight. Oh, at Salem? Salem? Dude, yeah. he was so, so funny. Yeah. Um, but more on that later, hopefully. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, the thing, like, with... Um, Mar- uh, Marvel movies that I've seen recently uh, or that have come out recently is that like they'll kind of yeah. undercut moments that could be really sincere and sweet or like sad yeah. with like someone just tossing in like a little bit of jo- like when like um uh, I, I in the first Avengers when like uh, Tony like they thought he died basically yeah. and he comes back 
And then, then he's just like, oh, you guys want to get falafel? And I'm like, yeah. okay, I guess I, I know we're trying to lighten things up a bit, but also that, like... That movie was also very Joss Whedon. Yeah. Like if you've watched uh, Firefly or Buffy the I Vampire saw the Slayer. first episode of Firefly and Cabinet in the Woods. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're all very quippy. Yeah. Those movies are... They're all... Everything that Joss Whedon does is super... Yeah. Campy. Super campy. That's the problem with the... the the theatrical cut of uh, um, Justice League it's just, it yeah. has all those problems. It's because they, yeah, because they they were like, oh, well, Marvel's doing this, yeah, and they were worried that the that Snyder cut was going to be too dark, which right. is dark, but it's fun. I like, yeah, it. but that's like what I'm more is like they're kind of Marvel has been setting the pace for mm-hmm. like what a superhero movie expectation can be, yeah. and if you're not meeting it, then it's like you're doing it wrong. Look how much money they have. We we are getting some of that money. <laughs> I know. Um. But I I did just watch a Sandman on Netflix. Oh, that's great! And I'm like, this is like, like it leans so hard into its own narrative. It's like, yeah, yeah I'm a dream god. We're gonna, I know that there are superheroes running around, but this is about me, and yeah. it's really intense, and I gotta go to hell. And they don't, and it's like so invested and sincere in its own, like, yeah, it's it's super goofy, it's super yeah. wacky if you think about it for any amount of seconds. But I'm like, I'm all in on the it's Sandman. <laughs> yeah, you should read the comic. It is. is it, fantastic i've seen vignettes of it um especially the scene where um he's hanging out with death and she Mm -hmm. has to go like kill that baby basically yeah and it's like uh it's like in black and white and it's like super um silhouetted really nicely Mm -hmm. and it's like really intense on the in the show it was just kind of like it was uh it wasn't done poorly but like the comic book really i think excelled in oh, making yeah. the medium work for conveying emotion. And oh, it's like, it's so good. Stylistic, really. So it's, cool. It's so great. It It's the... Well, Sandman was... It came out at an interesting time because mm-hmm. the 80s in general was a really interesting time for comics because you had the tail end of the goofy Silver Age, basically. Mm-hmm. Because the Golden Age was was had its goofy moments, but it was really dark, and then they kind of lightened it up during the Silver Age... That's when they had a lot of these superhero um, psychics, you know, whether it's Robin or Speedy or um, Kid Flash or whatever. Um, and then 70s started to get a little darker, um, but it was still kind of ha- the dialogue was hokey still. Mm-hmm. And then in the 80s, you had stuff. Uh, so Sandman was 89. So Sandman was a, was a little later into it, but you had stuff like the. Uh, Alan Moore uh, Swamp Thing, mm-hmm. which is great. It still holds up today. Uh, it's great. Uh, you have stuff like Constantine coming about. You yeah. have you have uh, Neil Gaiman's uh, Black Orchid, which is fantastic. Um, you have a lot of you have well another one. Uh, talking about Grant Morrison, uh, mm. Doom Patrol. You have uh, you also have the. Uh, Animal Man. You have a lot of these things where they're starting to kind of subvert the, the they're starting to have these adult comics that subvert the format. Yeah. So even though a lot of these were within the superhero genre or worlds, they weren't the same. And Sandman just kind of like took that already and then s- just brought it to a whole new level. Yeah. And it lasted seventy five issues, but. There's also a bunch of spinoff stuff. There's a couple death of graphic novels. Mm-hmm. They they did a bunch. Like the '90s was all like. There's the books of magic. There's yeah. uh, 
There's Lucifer. There's all this other stuff that was all coming about from the Sandman. And then recently, I think it was 2018, they brought back the Sandman universe and started yeah. doing stuff. Although it's been not as big of a success as the original because, you know, that, that just happens. But yeah. um, it's just, it's sort of like, it's, it's, it's like the best of the format and it's crazy because it's, it's been around for years now. It ended in 96. Yeah. No, I, as a longtime comic book fan, you're seeing yeah. tropes that were huge 10, 20 years ago becoming yeah. adapted now. Yes. Which must be a little like, I mean, I are, do you feel a little um, over it almost at a faster pace? Or do you think that this is uh, really opening up more doors? I think that... Um, I think that I, I I enjoy it for the mm-hmm. most part. I I want to I, I like that there are things like the Sandman and stuff are coming out because it's like it's uh you're getting more variety. You know? Who doesn't love variety? And especially with the variety of comic book because we had <laughs> the 2000s was a rough time for comic book adaptations. Let's be honest here, like 2000 to 2000. But Spider Man, yeah, Iron Man. Yeah, but then they were starting to like. There's there was some some stuff, but you also have Fantastic Four. Yeah, you've got. Uh, oh yeah, that was. Yeah, that was. Both of them. Both of them. All three of them, technically, if you count the 2015 one too. Oh my god, I yeah. forgot. I forgot yeah, that yeah. came out. Yeah. yeah. Um. Jeez. Yeah, but you have those. You have. Uh, X Men Three was not great. Uh, no. You have you had you were starting to get some good stuff in there, yeah. but there's also a lot of really bad movies at that period. Of time. Yeah, like the first Daredevil is probably is is arguably not great. Uh, the there's I like the I like the Punisher movies, but I know they're not great. Mm-hmm. Like, but they're fun. Yeah. Um, but even then, like, there's all this stuff, and they were starting to do things, but at the same time, it was just kind of cheesy. You know? Yeah. The first Iron Man is great. It did oh, come yeah. out in 2008. And towards the end of the 2000s, they started to come up with some other stuff. But there was still some rough stuff. When did Judge Dredd come out? With the original one? The one with Stallone. It was like 96. Okay. 97, maybe 98. Was that also... Um, with Blade was in the 90s too, right? Blade was 99. Okay, so there was no, some... It yeah. might have been 97. Either way. Yeah. I watched Blade this year. Yeah. So fucking fun. It is. Wesley Snipes is insane. Yes. God damn it. <laughs> the third one's not as great. I haven't seen it yet. So two and three are... Two is good. Yeah. The third one, it's fun, but it's yeah. definitely like got a 2000s vibe to it. Gotcha. Yeah. Whereas the first two... The second one was Guillermo del Toro, mm. which is crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. That guy's ever... I love... Yeah. Pacific Rim's one of my favorite movies of all oh, yeah. time. God, it's so dorky and I love it. Well, it's also like a... It's like a live-action anime. Yeah. No, yeah. it's like... He's just like, okay, I watch Evangelion and I'm going to make... I'm doing <laughs> yeah. that. I'm Basically. doing it. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. care what you think. Um, So, uh, when it comes to Superman, I don't... I have... In the comic book verse, I don't know what the hell is going on today. Yeah. I think uh, if... You're familiar with Superman Prime. I think he gets killed somehow, which seems to be the complete opposite of his the purpose of his existence. I think yeah. he's killed by like the seven deadly sins or whatever the hell that means. Okay. Um, yeah. But like, uh, I don't know what's going on there. But are you interested at all in seeing a story that 
could be turned into a modern movie that maybe hasn't been. Is there like a as far as Superman goes? Yeah. I, I don't know. that you're interviewing me now. I guess. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I'm sorry. Like, or I don't <laughs> know. I don't know if good. Man of Steel yeah. and or Batman versus uh, Superman, like, wet the palate of the masses. Yeah. I, well, I mean, those movies weren't really well received that great. They weren't. Um, they weren't. I, I like those enough. Um, I'm... I like Superman. I like I love Batman. Um, but I, for me, it's I love I love that these there's things like Moon Knight coming out. Dude, Moon Knight rules. It was great. Um, there's I got this huge. Uh, oh, it's on the other side. Um, I've got like a huge omnibus of the 2000 run, but um, or 2006. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So I. Uh, Moon Knight was fun. There's I just watched uh, War Wolf by Night. Have you seen that? No. Um, what's Plus? that? watch it it's really good it's another mcu it's like an mcu horror movie that's always like, an exciting recommendation when someone when you're like wait what's it about and they're just you should watch it just watch like it. that's it just watch just it i don't want to spoil it okay oh yeah it's it's an hour long special it's like a it's a holiday special is technically yeah. for halloween but it 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 feels like an old like universal monster movie yeah like black it's in black and white yeah except for like i think the very end of it they kind of switch it to color but it's part of the mcu it's it's great okay um, but, uh, they, I, I want to see more stuff. I think that, I mean, I would like to, s- they did a Superman Red Sun animated movie, but it would be interesting to see live action, but like. Oh, yeah. They made one for this too. That was like. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Also <laughs> Superman. Yeah. I like the Batman year one animated movie. That was really done. Well done. I didn't know they made an animated movie. They did. It's, it's basically a shot for shot, like word for word adaptation. Yeah. yeah it's great. Um, Hell yeah! They they actually have Brian Cranston as uh, Commissioner Gordon. Oh my god, yeah. that's perfect! Yeah. And oh they, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm for it. Voice. It's great. And then they also had the I forgot his name, but the guy who played Gordon on Gotham does voice of Batman in it. Actually. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> that was before Gotham. Came it was out before though, Gotham. Yeah, because okay. Gotham was 2014. Yeah, yeah. 2015, something like that. Uh, the ad- the animated adaptation was 2011. Yeah. I want to say. Um, but. I, as far as it goes, I I don't have like oh this is something I would love to see. I'm not. I used to be. I was a bigger Superman fan when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the problem is is that I've seen so many different subversions to the Superman right. formula and seen so many Superman. I think like a good Superman story is a good Superman storyline. Yeah, but he's also harder to do. Right, he's harder to do well. I um, yeah, if only because there's so much ground already covered. Well, yeah, and he keeps on, like, when you have, like, stuff like this where, like, there's so many powers that he just starts getting over yeah. and over again. And, I mean, different times he's been able to, he's a god, he's basically a god. He Superman has, like, Prime is basically god. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, there's, it's, it's this concept where, like, I, I like Superman when he's done well, but he's often not. <laughs> I mean, again, because I think um, some people kind of miss the point where yeah. it's, like, uh, having, like, a story where he has to like defeat an enemy i mean yeah. sure but i feel like the struggle to maintain justice and be a the, good guy when things are bad is what's really yeah well and him hard. struggling with mortality and this is really cool yeah i really like that idea um and it's it's funny because yeah the last thing the last scene you see of him is he's in this weird um this machine inside of the sun trying to re yeah he's fi- well i think that's how he becomes superman prime he's fixing oh, okay. the sun he's constantly 
basically absorbing radiation to the yeah. point where he's so like, what it, that reminds yeah. me of actually was the scene in um watchmen yeah with yeah. um uh dr manhattan yeah. on mars yeah yeah no i think it's like uh i don't i'm not sure if they're totally related but yeah no <laughs> yeah. that was cool that that kind of the way the machine was done made yeah. me think of that a lot yeah. um so like i do definitely i like this i like the i like the um more simple way of telling the story um and i i really i do really enjoy this on a uh scale of one to ten i i was gonna say i forgot the word they use but i'll just say deeds deed oh yeah his um feature deeds feats uh, yeah. One of, yeah on a scale of one to ten feats what would you give this i give like? it i give it either like a like a high seven low eight feats i could okay. again i don't really care about him going to bizarro world that was like <laughs> who cares um but the rest yeah. of it's like pretty solid yeah and we get to see a lot of cool in-universe ideas that yeah just tough like hey remember when you miniaturized the city yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> can, yeah. can we kind of get like a, a little <laughs> end on that note and they did they it yeah. wraps up nice so high seven low eight i recommend it okay big fan i would give this a uh, 8.5 uh maybe even a nine because oh. as far as as far as superman stories go this is really good yeah um my biggest complaints are more are just basically of the time just the coloration once again hey you are a man not... of fine taste you've seen a lot of great <laughs> artists so yeah. the bar is pretty high i'm yeah. kind of a dum-dum and no, i see fine. pretty colors so i'm like yeah. good enough but i i it's, totally get what yeah. you mean I, I yeah so there's there that feels a little cheaper i i feel it but at the same time i understand why they wouldn't want to redo it because mm. some anytime they do redo coloration even if it's good fans just get mad about oh, it yeah um and so I, i'm totally fine that they didn't do change it um and then of course obviously the bizarre world i i like the idea of it because there was one smart one yeah that was very was cool. kind of cool like yeah. there was a smart bizarro that was starting the idea was like you can give him a poll. they were starting yeah they were starting to um become more intelligent is yeah yeah and because the whole idea is bizarre world is exact opposite it's a squirrel world, a square and <laughs> yeah. circle which circle. again it's goofy and fun yeah yeah um, but I, I really appreciate it. Uh, it's, oh, man. it's a pretty close to perfect Superman comic. Yeah. Um, and so being able to do Superman well, it kind of maybe elevates it a little bit more because yeah. I think that there's so many that just don't do Superman well. Oh yeah. Or just make Superman just kind of boring. I mean, from what I've, I haven't read a lot of as much as I want to. The ninety, mm -hmm. the 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 modern era apparently was a really good era for Superman. Yeah, it's the John Byrne stuff or like Death of Superman or any yeah. of that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> um, I remember I've I've seen a lot of um, and this may be just eighties superhero comics, but like yeah. really early uh, issues of Superman being released were almost just trying to like trick. They were like clickbait. They were trying to trick you into reading it. Yeah, because they had covers where Superman was a massive asshole. Oh, where yeah. it's like Superman, stop eating like five hundred burgers. Oh, I can't <laughs> stop eating. There's like, a, have you seen that? There's like a yeah. line of like, yeah, yeah and yeah. there's one where he's like standing in a desert with the pitcher of water and he's like pouring it in front of a guy dying of thirst that sounds like uh it's something john Byrne might have done because there was there's a classic issue of she hulk uh, yeah where she's holding a uh volleyball yeah a certain way and it's 
meant to be a parody of a picture of Demi Moore when she was pregnant. Oh, <laughs> that's a that's too cultural. Yeah. That's too time yeah. sensitive. But, yeah. Um, but it's yeah yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is uh, versus that, I'll choose this. So I see what you mean by the standard being kind of up and down. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hmm. But yeah. Uh. So the the one of the questions I like to ask here is uh. As far as comic books, um, do you remember one of your earlier uh, introductions to the zeitgeist? It could be a TV show, it could be a comic itself, it um, could be a movie. When I was a kid, I had uh, my older siblings were had like some manga lying around, so I read like Bleach, if that counts, and like uh, Hunter yeah. X Hunter a little bit. But for Western comics, the first one that I kind of read front to back was Scott Pilgrim. Okay. Um, which has a very, you know, More or uh, actually, good. if we want to dial even further back, the yeah. funny pages, Calvin and Hobbes was yeah. shit. That's great. And um, yeah, no, what a, like the artist is um, just a testament to artistic integrity because he stopped the series when it peaked basically. Yeah. And he refuses to do mer- uh, marketing. He's just like, I made this cool comic. Yeah. He made it exceedingly well, by the way. Yeah. Um. So that was really huge to me too, and I love that. Um, the he's really good at drawing mm-hmm. for one, and I think that's something that this book does well too. Because like yeah. the the anatomy for everything is like pretty spot on. Style yeah. choices, like you said, are up and down, but those are more like preferences. But yeah. the core, like being good at drawing comics and paneling comics, is insanely hard. So like being able to master that is something he did. Um, creative Calvin Hobbes, who I'm blanking on because I'm a horrible person. It's Watterson, uh, Bill Watterson. Bill that's Watterson. That's right. Yeah. So like he'd have um he'd have like weeks where he'd ball out. He'd draw like uh Calvin and Hobbes in the style of a Western comic like this. Yeah. And then he'd go back to the fun kind of dough shoe faced yeah. bean <laughs> characters. But yeah. he he would he felt like he has a really strong understanding of how to make a good comic. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, those were really influential too. Just like thinking, these are so cool. I want more. Yeah. And then I read um, Irredeemable, which is another oh, yeah. mega Superman kind of dramatic. Did you, more did you also do uh, read um, the Incorruptible, the other one that? Did he make another one? So Irredeemable and Incorruptible are both the same universe. And oh my they, god! So Incorruptible is the um, other character, basically that. Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah. Oh, you're. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I remember that he was in Irredeemable. Yeah, he was, I, and it's yeah. they tie together, I guess. Towards yeah. the end, but yeah, yeah. They, well, yeah. they tie together the entire time. But he was like, "Hey, I like this character. I'm going to do a comic about him." And it's got just as many issues, if I remember right. So, okay, I, I should check yeah. that. I reread Irredeemable not yeah. too long Mark, ago. Mark Wade is great. Yeah, uh, that that one right there with the awesome artwork. Yeah, with Superman, uh, Kingdom Come was written by him. Hell yeah! Yeah, it's it's great. I, gotta, comic. I just got to read more comics, man. Yeah. Uh, that's what everybody says when they uh when i start talking about them because i know so much about so cool (laughs) um but what i really liked about irredeemable was that it was basically like a soap opera on steroids yeah because it was it had all the beats of just like you cheated on me with this other superhero (laughs) it's like well it's only because uh you have a secret third twin brother it's like (laughs) um, so that was like it's just fun um yeah but yeah, just going from there randomly, Marvel, uh, admittedly, the the rise of Marvel movies really didn't interest me as much like in reading more of these. Um, yeah, yeah. But the fact that there are so many different kinds of comics that I see before me now, I've, I I just read Saga too. I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's but 
yeah, no, uh, just getting started on random popular things, slowly crawling out, like any fandom, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, for me, um... Yeah, where'd you start? Well, I was just gonna say the thing that, the intro, because you were talking about, like, learning about this, uh, I went to a light, so I mean, I started reading comics, I think, right around the time the first Spider-Man movie came out, I was, like, 13. Um, I also didn't learn to read until I was 10. Like, which is kind of a weird thing. Hey, man. Thing. Yeah. That's fine. I was homeschooled. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I actually read, I learned to read through Hooked on Phonics, not even joking. That's so cool. Um, So I started, but like I, I was starting, like at first I was reading a lot of comic, like Marvel, DC, stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. I, somewhere around the 2000, so 2011, I was 22 mm-hmm. and I got fired from a job and I was living off on employment and I started going to this comic shop that's still around now called uh, Floating World Comics. Yeah. Um, and they've switched. <laughs> they just did their second, since I've known them, uh, re-location, uh, which I think now is over at the Lloyd Center. Yeah. Um, but I started going there, and I just started talking to the comic book guy, the guy there, and I started taking recommendations. And I also got a library card around that time. Yeah. And I just started consuming everything I could. Because I was tired of superheroes, and but I was like, "There's all these other things." Yeah, whether it's Transmetropolitan or East East, well, I guess East or West didn't come out until after that. But I, uh, like, I started. I, it was also like a great time because a lot of really good series were starting right then. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some of my favorites. This one, Mind Management, is one of my favorite series. And yeah, that was uh, right at that time. It came out, I think, 2012. Um, and there's. I just, I was just finding out all this stuff, whether, it was, you know, I was like, oh, it's not just superheroes. It's not just tie uh, capes. It's, yeah. you can have a crime story. You can have, uh, one of my favorite graphic novels is Blankets by Craig Thompson, which mm-hmm. is right down there. It's an autobiographical uh, story about him growing up in Michigan. Like, yeah. And, like, first time he, 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 like, it, I've, I, at the time, I looked at it as like first love. It's more like first big infatuation where he kind of like really liked a girl and thought he was in love with her, but really wasn't. Yeah. You know? Um. And uh, so when I started discovering all this other stuff that wasn't just hey, you know, guy saves the day, you know. <laughs> yeah, it opens um, up so many different yeah. opportunities. And I just realized it's another format to tell stories. It's another art form. It's another art form. Yeah. So, like, obviously, because you're in a uh, manga and anime, yeah. there's a lot more diversity in those. Yes. Um, but yeah, I started, or at least it's, a lot of people think of more diversity in those, I should yeah. say. Comics, uh, Western comics have just as much. Um, European I'm, comics, especially, well, more so, because, like, the, um, if you ever see stuff through, that's released through Titan, like, uh, the End Call, which is right there, it's mm-hmm. the blue one with the uh, golden... Um, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, or that's actually humanoids, I guess, not Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Titan. But um, there's a lot of really good stuff through like French Belgium and Spanish and a bunch of other stuff, and it, it's cool to see sort of culturally what different people like. Well, because Judge Dredd, for example, is a British comic. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, 2080 is yeah. Uh, is Britain. Uh, actually, Grant Morrison started out as a uh, Judge Dredd writer. Ooh. Um. I believe, yeah, there's a lot of those. The, so the mid-80s had what they called the British Invasion, which was Alan Moore, Grant Morrison, Neil Gaiman, 
Peter Milligan. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of others. They all kind of came from British comics and started doing Western comics. Yeah. And they were really good. And they yeah. sort of introduced a new style of comic book storytelling that the U.S. wasn't used to, yeah. essentially. And they sort of helped define modern comics. Um, and so I think that that's why I like a lot of these like uh, European comics is because you start realizing the familiarity of what I really enjoy mm-hmm. wasn't so much starting in the U.S. Although right. there is some stuff. There's some old stuff. There's I like a lot of the old horror comics, like Creepy and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are really fun because that was like especially pre-code stuff. Um, yeah. Because they get pretty... <laughs> pretty dark but um yeah yeah uh anyway i i i keep talking about myself um, oh it's fine yeah it's- um i remember i actually read a lot of comics i read a lot of web comics and i don't know how deep you are into those but uh, uh, a little bit yeah growing up there was just like there were like a billion different uh like video games specifically themed penny web arcade. yeah penny arcade was huge was Awkward zombie one. yeah yeah they have their own freaking gaming expo now it's insane how much yeah what they've done. Also, the webcomic's kind of trash now, but it used yeah, to be really I'm good. Sure it is. Yeah, it used to be um, fun. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, that was also like a really big like developing scene that was really cool to see. I yeah. don't. It's certainly less relevant now, but there's still people who still make a lot yeah. of like fun. They've almost replaced um, Sunday comics in my brain. Web, for, webtoon, especially. Yeah. yeah, and there's stuff that comes out on webtoon that I've been seeing published in uh, like book format recently. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, it's, but, like, yeah, no, these are, like, this is, like, a new legitimate way to produce comics. Yeah. And it's so cool being able to see now a wider spectrum of, uh, I guess, possibilities for artists to um, tell different stories. Because, like, these have the context of being, hey, you need to tell, like, an actual story. Yeah. But also just kind of random, fun self-contained either yeah couple pages or even just like basically a sunday funny comic yeah it, it expresses the medium even further so i thought that was kind of nice also it was free and on the internet and that was really <laughs> accessible for me um that's but, fair yeah no it's it's cool how it's starting to grow even more yeah. um so the next question i have yeah. here uh do you have uh like top five favorite um graphic novels or series uh the first half of this is going to be manga. The first That's that comes totally to fun. mind is a series. It's probably one of the most popular uh, called Vagabond. Okay. It's a manga about uh, a fictional historical telling of uh, Miyamoto Musashi. Oh. The uh, famed samurai from Japan. Okay. Uh, and it's like monthly made up, but it's it's yeah. a, it's it's really masculine because it's a story about samurai and by masculine I don't mean like testosterone but like yeah. the virtues of like knowing who you are and being confident yeah. and like developing like what does it mean to be like the best at something. Yeah. That's like a really large motif along with a lot. And the art is some of the most incredible art I've ever seen. The artist actually had like he had an art gallery. Oh like, wow. Okay. Because it's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, That one really really resonates to me and it's something i can recommend to people because it's like hey this is cool and good and you should you should check that out um that's huge i really also like this um goofy series called frankenfran okay another comic it's about uh uh a a lady kind of frankenstein monster okay um whose uh creator the best 
uh, doctor in the world is away from his mansion, but she's like kind of running the place. Yeah. And it's like a dark comedy where she, um, I don't know how long, I, I don't want to give too long a, of a description for each one, but it's basically okay. just her like doing some monkey's paw wishes where people are like, ah, I wish you could save my friend's life. Okay, but he's like a zombie now. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. it's uh, art's also beautiful, but it's really gory and visceral and kind of fun. Yeah. Um, I gotta, I gotta think about these, man. I should have came prepared. That's this okay. is probably up here. Okay. Watchmen's a classic, and it feels like a hack answer, and I don't care because it's, it's all. It's good. It's great. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is like a cool time to flex and be like, "Oh, you ever heard of this?" And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I'm um, I gotta think a little bit on the fifth <laughs> one. I'm sure you've already answered this question, but oh, do you yeah. have a list locked and loaded? I'm that good. Uh, yeah, mind management. Uh, blankets is this whoop there. Um, Kingdom Come. Uh, and then two others would be. Uh, now I'm looking at my selection of yeah. books. Um, because it kind of changes. It absolutely can. It well, I read so much. Um, <laughs> <sighs> that's a good question. Um, because yeah, there's three. Um. And I'm just looking at my selection uh, of books that I would say is my top favorite. Um, oh, uh, Day Tripper, which is also up there. Hmm. Um, that's the one with the guy's face. It's like half dark. Yeah. Um, there's another one I really love. And then I... Uh, hi, man. Um, <laughs> I know. The problem is where my, my mind doesn't... I can't even think about it right See, now. you're me 30 seconds ago. It's just a lot. Uh, yeah, number five is... Um, <sighs> that's the hardest one. That's the, the one that that's one. the one that that's that's the seals hardest it. One. Well, because I'm also only looking at half of my selection right now. Oh, um, yeah. Probably Batman Year One. Hell yeah. Honestly. Yeah, uh, oh, so just, good. It's so fantastic. It's so good. I was I was happy I was able to fund the deluxe edition that's yeah. out of print recently uh, for fifty bucks. It's oh hell yeah. It's well, it used to be thirty five, but fifty. That's not that's reasonable enough. Reasonable enough. I'm yeah. I I'm blanking on another one that I absolutely love, but yeah. it's fine. Um, um <laughs> uh, you know number five would just be anything. Anything. Bill, anything. Bill Watterson's done again. Calvin and Hobbes. Okay. Probably one well, of the perfect comics. Pretty much what he's done is Calvin yeah. and Hobbes. <laughs> yeah, but I can't. I I don't want to specify. Like he has like so many different books. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But I'll say the complete series. Okay, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. Well, that's Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and then I uh, the other the thing because uh, I know you through comedy. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, what was your original inspiration to to start doing comedy? Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to be a dick. Kind of sincere rage, frankly. Okay. Uh, I remember of, I love I've loved watching stand up for a long time. Uh, me and my friend saw Dimitri Martin's jokes on guitar okay. back when we discovered the internet, and it was on YouTube. And um, we're like, "This is the funniest <laughs> shit!" He just tells jokes. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but when I was in Indianapolis uh, in my twenties, and I and anyone who's a fan of stand up has probably thought maybe I should give give this a try. Yeah. But really pushed me with I was watching uh that Netflix special, The Stand Ups. Yeah. And there was I don't want to name names and I'm sure they're a good person, but there was a comedian who I'm like, this is so bad. Yeah. This is so bad. And it makes me upset. And then I went to the open <laughs> mic. I lived a couple blocks away from uh one of like the only two comedy venues in Indianapolis. Yeah. 
and it was so bad. Yeah. And I'm like, you, none of you, none yeah. of you are worthy. But I'm like, okay, I'll, if I'm going to talk shit, then I'm going to like, <laughs> then I'm going to like try to, I got to yeah. put my money where my mouth is. And so I did a open mic there. Okay. And I got an email from the manager. I yeah. did. I thought I did. Okay. I got an email from the manager like, hey, dude, you should like come back. And I'm like, yeah. oh, really? It's very different from what Portland is. Yeah. By the way, the comedy scene, that would never fucking happen here. No. Um, not through an email. No. Uh, but uh, I went back, did another five minutes of completely new material that was dog shit, but I was just really excited. <laughs> yeah. So that's how it kind of started. Okay. That's cool, though. Yeah, I like the I like the I like to hear people's origin stories for comedy. Oh, but that that's honestly a I'm great, petty. It's funny, but that's the thing though is like bad comedy introduce always brings about good comedy. Bad comedy is uh, someone's. I saw a tweet about this recently. It's honestly so important. Yeah, bad comedy is like the the building block, the cornerstone of anything good you've ever seen. Because yeah, it's because it's that concept of like if someone sees a bad comic then they're like oh well maybe i could do this yeah you that's know? exactly what happened yeah, to me yeah. um, which is why i do comedy yeah uh, right. i do comedy to <laughs> shit on people <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no I, I do i was saying yeah. i do comedy to inspire good comics yeah. but no no i'm, I'm kidding I'm yeah kidding. um yeah i don't think i'm a terrible comic <laughs> i mean i don't i want to call anyone a terrible comic because like i'd be like indirectly making fun of myself because I, yeah. I i'm trying to get into open mics more i took a yeah. too long a hiatus and I don't think I love comedy the same way like Adam Posse does, yeah. where he describes it as like a euphoric experience he could live without, or he couldn't live without. Yeah. For me, uh, I will always, forever, constantly try to make people laugh, yeah. whether that's through the medium of stand-up is, uh, remains to be seen, because you know, yeah. I'm kind of bad at that too. But that's also part of the fun. So it's, like, you know. yeah, no, humor is essential to my being, but... <laughs> same. Stand up is only one of many potential expressions. Yeah, yeah. I I was actually I was talking about to this uh, on the podcast with Posse. Uh, yeah, I I really I I lo- I really enjoy Wolf Hall. I like his movies. Yeah, um, he did not. He tried stand up and fell miserably at it, and then he got into like improv and started doing stuff like SNL and started making his movies. So there's not just one avenue. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. stand up is like the cool loner one. Yeah, it is. It's like uh, fucking, it's like the fucking improv guys. <laughs> it's like the auteur yeah. of of comedy. Yeah. It's like the gritty. I don't know. Just, yeah. you can be good at stand up without like overdosing on cocaine, though. Probably, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you got if you want to be Artie Lang, I guess. I guess. But... <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's all a question. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you, before we're done here, anything you want to plug, like social media or anything I like that? I am a pretty cool guy. <laughs> want to hang out. <laughs> Hit me up. Uh, <laughs> um, go to Helium Comedy. Go to Helium Comedy. I work Comedy. at Helium Comedy. You may see me at the box office. Yeah. Or as an usher. Okay. Um, or I will pick up the phone if you call for support and i swear to god <laughs> if you call me please have if you call me and you tell me that you have a quick question and you give me the whole preamble like two minute long like <laughs> so i was born in houston and i have a really big love of horses i don't need to hear that 
Like, actually, like, I'll love to hear it, but don't you dare fucking say, hey, I just have a quick question. Yeah. Uh, back in 1942, there was a man who decided to take over the world. I don't need that much. I don't need that story. And that's why I want to see Jeff Dunham. Exactly. God damn it, dude. Um, he did, and, then, and then they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, this isn't the right club. And then they'll hang up. I'm like, you motherfucker. Well, there is a there's helium in like two other locations. There's like Chicago, right? There are five heliums oh, and okay. Good Nights Comedy Club and Bananas Comedy Club and oh, wow, Cap okay. City in Austin. So technically okay. eight under the full umbrella. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, probably. But yeah, uh, come to Helium Comedy Club <laughs> and go to our open mics and eat yeah. shit so I can feel better or watch me eat shit so you can yeah. feel better. It's yeah. a mutual beneficial. It's just everybody's eating shit. Yeah. Also, it's... we have fun shows. Yeah. Don't ask about the service fee. I can't fix the service fee. It's yeah. always going to be there. Okay. Yeah, but that's all I have to really it's a weird, point. like no, no social media or anything like that that people can follow. Oh, me. man. I guess. Dude, none of my social media is geared for comedy. I don't have anything okay. posted because I'm like, Hi, I'm hiding. I'm a that's comedian fine. in obscurity. That's fine. Um, if you also, while I work at Helium, please don't take anything I've ever said as something that represents the company because they are um, cool and professional and very good and have a widespread network of comedy clubs throughout the United States that I am not the ambassador of. So I am the most corporate thing. That's I'm off the this. clock, man. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just vibing. Okay. It's like the most corporate thing I've heard on this podcast. Well, I'm trying to be a professional, <laughs> but clearly that's not necessary. I am sorry. That's fine. I don't want to get you fired. So uh, if I got fired, it would not be because of you. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you again for having. This is a this yeah, is a killer podcast, man. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, yeah. He just he just did a thumbs up at the recording. Uh, at, thumbs at, up at Audacity. I do this recording. whenever I'm uncomfortable, but want yeah. our show improve. Yeah. He, he's he's giving you a thumbs up, although apparently he thinks that uh, sound waves are are people. They'll so. know. They'll. <laughs> Every one of those is a person <laughs> listening to the podcast. It's it's the spirit. Um, do some feats this week. I don't know. I'm gonna do at least two feats. Do at least two feats. Well, actually, I just got a cat. My big feet right now. I gotta trim its nails. Well, you you're doing some feet feats. Oh, it... <laughs> we gotta cut the episode. <laughs> 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 Bye, everyone. <laughs> Obsessive